Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parents in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is your typical radio ad while eating a Crunch Bar. This is Automatic of Auto's Used Cars. This weekend only, we're having a whale. Bring the kids. See for yourself. It is huge. Going to make a big splash. No other dealer can say they have a whale like this. When things sound dull, turn up the fun with Crunch. This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. You shouldn't settle for just any old pair of leggings. You deserve something better, something designed with you in mind, like the new Inspire leggings by Kalia. Their most versatile collection yet, made for any workout. They're lightweight, buttery soft, breathable, and made with lycra adaptive fiber, which molds to your body for a barely there supportive fit. It's perfect for wherever your wellness routine takes you. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. Hello, you're listening to Parenting Hell with... Florence, can you say Rob Beckett? Rob Beckett. And can you say Josh Widdicombe? Josh Widdicombe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is Florence, who's just turned two. I think that's pretty good. We coaxed her to say this whilst munching on a cucumber, which she stole from the side whilst we were making dinner. She's a bit of a food thief, but we generally let her get on with it if it's a distraction to get the actual dinner so we can get the dinner on the table. A raw onion or eggshell isn't off the cards. Bloody hell. Uh, we can't wait to see you live in April. <laughs> Fuck it. Well, I'll roll back. A raw... No, she'll try and eat it, but she doesn't let him eat it, does I, she? My son's eating raw onion, I think. I think it's fine. Well, that's fine. It's the eggshell. The eggshell. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Bo- yeah, that you know, Rory, yeah. If they like it, the, is you know, eggshell bad for you? Can them, you eat the shell? I don't think it's encouraged. No. Did I tell you, Lou um, burned boiled eggs this week? Oh my word! I'd never known it. No. The egg within the shell was burned. So it, yeah, so she, I I was doing an interview and uh, I went. Oh, I've got to do a 20 minute interview. I've put these eggs on to boil in cold water, so it take yeah. a little while. But and uh, and she went, yeah, but how do you want them done? I went, oh no, just hard boiled. So just you know. Whatever, just turn them off when they're when you know when you yeah. after five ten minutes or whatever and leave them in the water. She went, okay, anyway, she completely forgot. She was in the kitchen cooking, yeah, but forgot they were boiling. Oh, no. All the water evaporated. Oh my word! And then she could smell burning, and basically the it just started like just sort of just, pan frying, just frying the, the frying the, the boiled eggs. So basically, uh, it burnt uh, the shell, uh, oh and then the word. shell cracked, and then it just started burning through to the white. Oh my so word! So one half of it might have been all right, but I and she was just cooking nearby. I know it's. I, oh dear! It feels like she's going to respond to that on the next time we get Lou on. There's something with Lou and cooking. 
that's deeper than doesn't like it. I don't know what's gone on, but her <laughs> and cooking are just not friends <laughs> at all. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, eggshell though. I don't know if you can eat eggshell. No. I no. certainly wouldn't give it to my child, weaning them. Uh, that was Helena, Ricky and Florence from Peterborough. Can't wait to see you uh, live in Edinburgh in April. April, if they're from Peterborough, Rob, I reckon yeah. they're coming to the Nottingham date. Yeah, boy. Good to see you there. I met two blokes in North London at the end of like the tube. Yeah. End of like Stanmore or something. Yeah. And then I met them at the end of that tube, got off, and they picked me up from the tube. We drove to Peterborough and it was basically a pub that was trying to do stand up, but they had done nothing other than put a microphone and a PA in the corner of yeah, the pub. Yeah, lovely. So Perfect. essentially I was we were, I was just doing stand up to a yeah. busy pub. Yeah. Backs of heads, tables, people queuing, everyone oh watching. Oh my god. You know, Awful, um, but I got paid 40 quid cash, got dropped home. Stanmore, 1am, oh no tube, three night buses. I was back in Lewisham before you knew it. Oh, my God. Did I ever tell you I did a gig where a pub was trying to do stand-up and they didn't know how to do it? <laughs> like, and so they had, everyone was eating dinner and he had a mic with no lead. <laughs> and the, the landlord oh. said, um, I was like, so what, you just want me to stand in the corner? And he <laughs> said, or... You could just go table to table and just do a joke to each table. Oh, I was like, like a hand, like a hand I'm, magician. I'm not walking around the room, <laughs> arriving at each table to go. Have you ever been to Madame Two Swords? Because this is my anecdote. <laughs> okay, gun to your head, and you had to because your family's life was on it. Yeah, you're in that room now. You've got that mic. You've got to go to a table to make them laugh. Yeah. I'd just make jokes about the pub and the, the the food and the situation. I would never... There's yeah. no way you could... I once also did a gig and I got there and it was a dinner, right? And it was all one long table and I was at the end, like kind of the king. Yeah. And I just had to sit there and then they all sat and had dinner and I had to kind of hold forth at the end of the table. <laughs> I did that in an Oxford dining hall at the uni. Yeah. What? It was mental. It's mad, isn't it? Um, what yeah, we did oh God. back in if the you, day. If you, if you type in Oxford dining hall. Yeah. Right. It comes up straight away. Dining hall. At the end of it on a little like raised oh platform. Oh my God. Like Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it looks like Hogwarts. And I was, that was me doing my gear about, I don't trust couscous. It's fat sand. Yeah. Nice. Do you know what I mean? Lovely. I don't like anything that tastes, feels like it's already been chewed in my mouth, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, all that good, great gear. Uh, it was good gear. It was good gear back tomatoes in the day. tomatoes hot in a toasted sandwich, yeah, that, stuff well, like that. I always loved that. Yeah, I loved that. That was a good bit. Yeah, yeah. that was good. <laughs> I still I think noticed. about that. When I have a panini, I think about that. I get <laughs> transported back to you being and a young whippersnapper. Dining hall with people going, what is he, a toasted sandwich? What's he, <laughs> he talking, a breville maker? What's he talking about? We got bought a breville for Christmas yeah. two years ago. And it's so good, isn't it? It's so good. But you eat so many toasted sandwiches for about two weeks and then it just goes in the cupboard. And then you start experimenting with cheese beans and bovril. Oh, like, oh no, my no, God. Well, okay, Nutella cheese one, and that pickles was always... are a good one. Have you ever tried cheese and pickle? But fuck me, oh, it gets cheese hot. And pick... That's a hot pickle, mate. Oh, that I'll get hot. another 10 minutes out of that. Do you know what? I'd love a breville. I might go down and have a breville for lunch. I love a breville sandwich. 
No company dominates a market more than Breville with the toasted sandwich well, market. Well, I used to call it a Breville, you know, a toasted, a, a, rather than a toasted sandwich maker in the Breville, and people didn't know what I was talking about. But it what? is. Some people don't call it the Breville, they just call it. Because that's a brand name, isn't it? It's a fucking Breville. And if they want to chuck some money our way, that's that what we would be. Breville, if you want to send me a fucking toasty maker, mate, I'll have, I'll, have, I'll have cheese and beans for a month until I'm 15 stone. Oh, man. Oh, God. Oh, I love Breville. Yeah, because Breville's the... Breville's the um, yeah, I used to call it a Breville, but it's not actually a... Yeah. It's just so cheap as well, sandwich. I mean, like, oh, I'm asking God. them to send me one. They're 20 quid. Yeah, they're I probably, so I'll, good. I'll dip me in. And now, detachable, so you can put it in the dishwasher. Can you? Oh. You can remove it, because Lou's got a waffle maker moving, that does that. They're moving with the times, Breville. Oh, these guys. Oh, my, my daughter's shouting for me, Rob. Okay, go on. Does she right. want a sandwich? She wants a toasted sandwich. I don't think oh. she'd enjoy it. I'm, I'm going to tell you. My, I'm going to tell the listeners my dirty confession, so you All don't right. hear it and give yeah, me grief. Okay. For it. All right, great. I'll look okay. forward to that, and then I can listen to the episode for you once can in my life. Listen back. Yeah. Um, let me tell. Right. Um, I'm going to tell you this. Everything okay? He's doing some parenting. Uh, Everything okay? <laughs> That's a strange thing to ask a kid. Not really. No. Um, bit of back pain. Um, yeah. So I. I'm working. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> working. I'm working. I'm just talking to Rob about toasted sandwich makers, okay? I'm grafting it. I've got what calluses. That? What's that, mate? Oh, I didn't hear Enjoyed it. you saying you're working to your daughter after discussing sandwich makers. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah that is bad, isn't it? <laughs> I'm working. Why you, you didn't hear? say it like that? She said, what are you up to? I said, I'm working. Yeah, what would you, you have said? I'm talking about toasted sandwich makers. <laughs> God, um, I love a toasted sandwich. No. Okay. <laughs> Really yeah, love them. That's the most honest you've ever been. That is your. That is pure. That is your, your soul. That is a toasted yeah. sandwich, isn't it? Oh, this I love bread's bread so bad for you. I'm just so. I'm so basic when it comes to food. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not. I'm just. I love a toasted sandwich. And Do you I'm know fine what? I used to try and think that I, I. If I could genuinely bread and cheese and butter. If I could have that every day and not die within yeah. about three years, I would eat. Three massive sandwiches every day. Do you day. know what I love? And I'm going to say it. Yeah. A freezer pizza. I fucking love oh, a freezer a pizza. Dr. Oike Ristorante. Oh, just, oh, just, yeah. Pound any, for any, pound. A supermarket own brand. Fine. Oh, yes, no, please. No, 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 fuck off. I no, love them. No, no, nah, I not, love them. No. Ristorante, Dr. Oike. No, pound for pound. The great Dr. Oike. No, they're, they're, they're not. Biscuit they're biscuit based. They're not biscuit based, you mad bastard. They're the best. Pound for pound for two quid. What a... I think they're still two quid. How much is a restaurant oh, these days? Yeah, I don't know. Probably. I'll tell you what. Do you know, Liz yeah. Truss has fucked the Dr. Oaker market. Two, Brexit's well, probably hello. fucked Dr. Oaker, I can two, tell you that. Well, it's just come off my thing. They're two quid in Waitrose, three twenty-five on a cardo. What mad bastard is buying three twenty? Oh, it's a vegan one, that's why. Oh, right, we're on that. Three um, quid in Tesco. There you go. Two there quid Sainsbury's. Go. Here we go. All bases covered. Should we bring um, our guests on? Oh, oh yeah, my embarrassing I thing. I'll say that quickly. Oh, embarrassing. Yeah. Um, I quite like Muse. The band. Yeah. Do you? Mm, I don't they're like from, it though. They're from my. They're from my. Uh, they're a bit nerdy for me. No offence. They're a bunch. Of, but a couple uh, bunch of their songs. Yeah, they're. They used to. Uh, my friends were supported by Muse when they were sixteen because Muse were on the same like. Oh but yeah. Open mic night when all my mates were in bands. Muse did my school, I think. All oh, right. So is there any is there any extra bit of that story? 
Uh, I thought he was going to say they did it and they were nice or horrible or... Oh, no. Um, Matt Bellamy used to live above a sex shop on Exit High Street. I know that. Okay, cool. Um, And we once... I was once pulled over and asked a man for directions. It was Dom, the drummer. That's about all I've got. (laughs) Okay, all right. That's that's quite extensive. Fair play. Yeah. Respect. Okay, let's bring in our guest. Oh, and what a guest it is. Yes. In fact, Rob, yeah, one of your, you know, one of your Radio Two mates, isn't it? Yes, a member of the Radio Two family, old Coxie, Sarah Cox family, and um, I enjoyed you keeping it together, considering that you was obsessed with Sarah Cox in the nineties. This is Sarah Cox. Hello, Sarah Cox. Welcome to the podcast. Me and Josh are very excited. You've been on the hit list. Yeah. Oh, wow. Is that a good hit list? Yeah, it's a good one. It is a good hit list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of people we want and think will be good. I can see a cat in the background as well. One of my many pets, a frustrated daughter of a farmer. So I can't have any cows or goats. So I just have as many small things as I can wandering around. So you were actually a daughter of a farmer? I didn't know this. Yeah, my dad's a beef farmer. He still is. I mean, he's 80 odd and I ring him and I can hear the rumble of the tractor. Hey, up, up, just shoveling cack. <laughs> Give me a minute. So, are you in London? Yeah, I'm in North London. I mean, I love London. I've been down here longer than I was up north, but a little tiny bit of me still has that little pipe dream that one day I'll have a small holding and a few more dogs and, you know, ponies for the kids, all that. What kids have you got before we start? What ages are they? Well, I barely qualify for this podcast, really. My parenting is nearly done. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. Oh. Well,. It's a bit of an exaggeration. The youngest is 12, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Some would argue a quarter of the way through. <laughs> yeah. I hate when people go, it's a northern thing, but I think I am quite like, you know, nah, done now. You know what I mean? You can yeah. you can make a toasty. My parenting's done. You're free. So 12, 14 and 18. Oh, right. Wow. Mm. And what's your 18? She, he or she at uni or well, working? This September, she will be at uni, hopefully. We're very proud. However, that means she's living her fresher year while still being under our roof, essentially. Right, okay. And she's not really wild. She just loves making things with curry powder very early in the morning before college or very late at night. What do you mean making things with curry powder? I really love Indian food and Indian flavours, right. but she makes these big veggie curries. Yeah. She uses our house. You know when you hear about dark kitchens where people just have like a kitchen on an industrial estate and that's where they churn? Yeah. She basically, we'd oversee her all weekend and she just comes in and curry bombs our entire kitchen <laughs> with all these lovely aromatic smells all night and then in the morning it's all still there and she leaves it all out and she just, she's basically living a student life but at home because you know the circle of life she should be winding up her housemates and stuff or in all the residents with this behavior but instead she's still home oh god (laughs) i'd have hated to be at home when Mm. i left and was in halls of residence it was freedom yeah this is it i mean well she's doing a really brilliant thing it's amazing to do a foundation course with that then you know what you want to do she'll go to a good uni hopefully in september but i'll really be like you know mixed shoving motion Bye. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> Does she want to go somewhere? Yeah. Yeah, she's as well. She's ready now. She's ready to leave the nest. She's fully feathered. Legs are dangling over the edge of the nest. 
you know. Would you want her to go up north to sort of reconnect with her northern roots? Like you say, you've been down here for so long now that you've probably yeah. got three little posh Londoners, haven't you? <laughs> I know. They still say back. Do they? Okay. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, it's the only thing. It would be quite nice if she went up north. I was saying that to her, actually, especially, you know, because she can then she can get the tram over to my mum's and go and see her little grandma. I thought it'd be quite cute, you know, yeah. go and see the family up there. How will you react on that day when you drop her off? Get absolutely leathered, I think. <laughs> Celebrate. <laughs> Before we bought the house that we're in now, we were looking around this area and we looked at one house and there was a lady there and she had kids the same age as you, really, 12, 14 and 18. And was like, oh, so where are you going then? Because it's quite a strange time to move, I think, because they're all in secondary school and then you, it's sort of an odd... And she went, oh, yeah, well, what we're doing is she's going to university in um, Canterbury, so we're going to move down to Canterbury so we're near to her. And I was like... What? Wow. <laughs> Whoa, she doesn't want that. You know, someone says something to you in their house and you want to go, are you fucking insane? But you like go, <laughs> right, okay. And I was like, well, what about the other kids? Do you move every time they go to uni? Because it's unfair to move for one or they all have to go to the same uni. But she was very much the other end of the spectrum with dropping off for uni as you are, Sarah. I mean, Yeah, I wow. think it's healthier your side of the fence. Yeah. Look, I might be all gung-ho now. You might speak to me in a year's... Well, come September, and I might yeah. be devastated, but I doubt it. I mean... You don't even pretending. I mean, she's had enough of us. You know, she's very... She's a real independent spirit, you know what I mean? Yeah. She, she knows that she's fully loved. Mm. I mean, it's the same, you know, when my mum comes down here and I drop her back off... Well, I don't even drop her at Euston anymore. I pop her in an Uber. She's used to it. <laughs> <laughs> when I pop her in the Uber... She's had enough of me and I've had enough of her. Yeah. yeah. We're a bit like that, you know, it's just a bit like, I love you, but we're done now. So she'll be off yeah. and she'll have a great time. Yeah. When my parents come and tour with me to Australia and New Zealand, and on the way back from New Zealand, it was like 14 hours to Singapore. We was in Singapore for two hours, got delayed an hour, three hours there. And then it was 14 hours from Singapore to London because they couldn't go over parts of Russia, obviously, because of the war. And then we landed and then we sat on the runway for two hours because there was nowhere to park the plane because it was a big one and needed us and all this. And by the end of it, I was like itchy to wanting to like escape and get away. <laughs> and I sat there and then my mum leant over and went, oh, look, my neighbour, whatever her name is, is she's gone to see Mamma Mia. And, I went, and it was a bit hard to apologise later. I went, why do you think I give a fuck about what your neighbour... I don't even know who your neighbour is. I don't know what she is. I don't know where she is. And I couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> but they just bombard you with information you don't care about yeah. your parents. Yeah, it's when that inner monologue slips yeah. out. Because like yeah. that, that's what you're often thinking anyway. Yeah. You know Carol, a daughter was in the year above you at school. You know Jenny, got a limp. You must know her anyway. Yeah. And then they'll tell you something complete. She tripped over a lamp or whatever yeah. it is. A greyhound's not well. Like You're just like, I don't care. But yeah, you're <laughs> slipped out after that long together. Yeah, I'd say, yeah. Oh. <laughs> or she goes, yeah, it's, it's her anniversary next week. I'm thinking I might get them a present. All right, yeah, okay. Well, what do you think about that rather than say it? What was that old? Is 10p going to ring someone who cares? Kind of it thing, it? It's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I used to think my mum was absolutely crackers. I'm like, why would my mum care about these little things like, you know, about, you know, when I've left a mess in the kitchen or whatever. And now my eldest woke up this morning to a naggy text and a follow-up analogue handwritten note in the kitchen oh, as well. Going, really? 
rinse these dishes, wash this. This wasn't very pleasant at 6am, making a cup of tea next to all this smelly stuff. Sort this out. And anyway, I was speaking to my husband and he goes, did she sort it out? I'm like, yeah. So, but she left just one splodge of curry sauce about two inches to the left of the note that I'd left her in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> it's real life. Okay, fuck you. <laughs> Do what you say, but I'll just let you know that I don't care as much as you. And I yeah. was like... I just took a picture with a splodge and everything. <laughs> Do you know what? You won't remember this, Sarah, but for some reason I've got a memory of you parenting, which was... Sounds when creepy. We, this, yeah, Sarah. this is weird. <laughs> when we did the Crystal Maze together about 10 years ago, and oh, there was yeah. a break, and I was sat there, and I remember hearing consecutive phone calls from Rio Ferdinand to his kid, and then you to... <laughs> must be your daughter now. And he was really talking about how this kid had played in the football did they win really competitive like sports dad and then I just remember you saying to your daughter yeah if you've done all your work then you can go to sprinkles and that's all you said <laughs> go, to go to sprinkles <laughs> <laughs> sprinkles is legendary shut down now what sadly. is sprinkles <laughs> it was an ice cream parlor like pancake parlor you know and it shut down because we're british and we're like who wants an ice cream parlor yeah, that's yeah. too much you know but you came across as a very chilled out parent is that fair you know what despite the start i've made with this chat i am actually pretty chilled my husband's much stricter with me but i think it's because she's so big now that it is some sort of primal instinct that like you know that she could beat you up yeah go and spear <laughs> your own mammoth you know out yeah. the cave you're grown now kind <laughs> but uh, otherwise, I am pretty chilled, really. What about with going out and stuff? Like, are you asking a lot of questions like who she's going out with, where she's going, or are you relaxed about that as well? Well, to be fair, on my home screen of my phone, I've got all three and my husband. I've got their locations. Oh, have you? On my phone, yeah. Wow, like like spooks, like <laughs> yeah, the real hustle. <laughs> no, is it like Meet the Parents where he's got that little spy room? I just go yeah. into it. I press a painting on my wall and it flips. And so I... you've got all their locations through, like, the message thing? Yeah, they're all there. So I can see exactly where they all are at all times. Wow. wow. It's really good. What's that app? It's just widgets that you get on your own screen on your iPhone. And you can just put the widget of, like... For location. So oh, it's so wow. nice. My eldest is pretty good. But it's nice if I wake up at like 2 a.m. or whatever, I can just glance at my phone and see that she's at yeah. this address. Yeah. Oh, you know, a mate's house. And it hasn't come back on her that she goes, but you were the ultimate ladette. I know where you were going. <laughs> you used to go out all night before the Radio on Breakfast show. I've not even got to get up to broadcast to 10 million people. Sometimes there's a bit of sassy syndrome. Is there? Where it used to be where she was a bit more sensible. She'd come down and me and my friends if we'd had a party or whatever might still be up or something well that was a long time ago oh they still got remember that time you're really drunk in ibiza mom you were so funny by the pool in the morning and I'm like, oh god that was ages ago i really want to do a men in black like, in front of their eyes like, forget that but now yeah i guess with their outfits i'm fully you know as a parent when your kids are growing up and they're finding their own style, 
your stock response is, you look amazing, babe. You look great. And my mum always said it to me when I was going out in my terrible, like, second-hand fake leopard print leather jackets and yeah. John Lennon sunglasses. She'd be like, you look great. She must be like, <laughs> in the background, <laughs> behind my back. And now I'm, like, fully encouraging with my kids. I'm like, you look awesome. But if there's quite a lot of cleavage happening sometimes, I don't have a leg to stand on because she can literally Google me falling out the net bar with, you know, <laughs> looking like I've got Bill and Grant Mitchell down me dress uh, and can just be like, evidence, present to the court. So, yeah. Yeah, you can't really say much, can you? Nah, not going to leg to stand on. Are they interested in your work and your past? Mm. Because I think your career is quite interesting did like radio one you did the girly show of course and then you're now kind of radio two you're i mean you're closing in on national treasure here sarah if you're not careful oh, no. you're Too closing young. in on Am it I 35? <laughs> <laughs> but respect from like being an author and yeah. sunday times bestseller it's like you've sort of covered all bases of entertainment really haven't you and broadcasting. Yeah. <laughs> it's just my single to be released now, and then I've taken them all. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a long time coming. There'll be a lot of auto-tune on that, bad boy. <laughs> so, yeah, they're kind of interested. I mean, they're just so used to it. They're just a bit like, oh, is your book out? They don't really care, you know. Have they read it? No, no one's read the book. My husband's not read any of my books. <laughs> no, my wife's not read either of mine. It's unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, it's really weird, isn't it? So did you present it to her and go, Dada, I'd love you to read it. It's really little. She could get a copy. There's about 65 in my office. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> Sign one for her, Josh, and pop it on her pillow. She doesn't really read. She just looks at her phone in bed. But would you want your husband sat <laughs> reading your book next to you in bed? That's the weird thing, isn't it? It's like my memoir. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's not read either. <laughs> I tell you what, I wrote that the memoir is basically about my dad and my dad hasn't read it. <laughs> so oh, <we're>, really? <laughs> in existence, it's a book about him that he's not read. Well, yeah, that was Till the Cows Come Home. Yeah. Obviously, he's a beef farmer. That was in 2018, but your new one is Throne. That's your new novel. So this is yes. your first novel? Yeah. yeah. And this is now in paperback, but... And this is crucial, Sarah. It says here... Very importantly, that you're a Sunday Times bestseller for fiction now. Yes, that's level up. In it, anyone could knock out yeah. a fucking memoir. Anyone can <laughs> knock out a memoir. This is proper work. Oh, it was a proper novel. Yeah. <laughs> was it tough? Yeah. It, well, it was. T- it got to. It, it got to number two in the bestseller Ooh, charts. Oh. I can't remember. I know. Osman. It's got to be Osman. Fucking Richard Osman. It's got to be Osman. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I can't remember. And then, uh, you know, there's quite a few songs, like, uh, that were kept off the top spot. Yeah. Last Christmas was kept off the top spot. I comfort myself with that, yeah. Uh, Was a Vienna kept off, I think. By Richard Osman. By Richard (laughs) Osman. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Probably swayed Richard Osman's brother. Those Osmans are everywhere. So, yeah, it did well. It was... uh... Donny Osman was number one as well. <laughs> oh, don't get me going on the Osmonds, Jesus! I did uh, years ago. I did Family Fortunes against the Osman family, and the first no. three rows of the audience were all Osman fans, all women <laughs> with the scarves and stuff. <laughs> and every answer I gave, silence when it was correct and stuff. And oh. me and my family, we were basically trolled by Osman fans. Oh wow! And whenever they answered, they were like, hey! "All these mad women! <laughs> it's amazing." 
So Throne is a novel about four women at... Should I give the pitch or do you want me to... Do you want to give the pitch, Sarah? Why don't you do it and see if you're right or not, Josh? Okay. Sarah can judge you. Four women <laughs> in a apocalyptic future in 2030. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm writing that down for the next one. It's pretty good, that. <laughs> God, I've got these ideas, you see. <laughs> So it's about four women meeting through a pottery class, right? Yes. And they kind of... Um... It's set, like, north of Manchester. Yeah. It's basically set in Bolton on a housing estate. Yeah. I grew up sort of half at my mum's and half on the farm where my dad was. We left yeah. the farm when I was six because they divorced. And it's a, sort of on an estate similar to one where I grew up and nobody really knows each other anymore like they used to. And people are sort of busy, get on with their own lives. And then this woman called Becky, who runs a community centre, she wins a grant to start this pottery class. And that was a nice way just to bring these four women together and for Mm. them to become firm friends and to help each other through all sorts of like suspected infidelity. And another couple who are desperate for a baby, one who's got a bit of empty nest syndrome and actually wants to start a new life abroad. There's a horrible ex comes in. There's a very sexy Scottish pottery teacher. I had to write a couple of fruity scenes. Did you? Oh, I then had to read in the audio book. I'll never do that again. Oh, Oh, God. Is there a line that sticks in your mind that you've struggled with? Yeah, what is it? Come on. I can't. You can. Come on, Sarah. It's rude. It's okay. What page is it on? What page is it on? And I'll read it. I'll read it out. We've got the book here. I've got the PDF here. (laughs) Where is it? Okay, so it'll be Jamila, and it's when her husband comes home from work. Oh, and one thing leads to another. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and one thing leads to another, but to find Who it. are you picturing with the sexy husband? No, not sexy husband, sexy oh. pottery teacher, because oh. he's Scottish. A little bit, 1980s Marty Pello. Oh, <laughs> <really>? <laughs> I can see oh, it. When you say a little bit, do you mean a lot? Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe, but it's got to be 80s yeah. pillow. It's Marty Pillow, yeah. Sexy, yeah. serious, but creative. Yeah. Twinkly. I mean, don't look into his eyes. He'll twinkle you to death. I've lost many friends over the years. Yeah. You look him directly in the eye. Have you got it there, Sarah? Because I've got a pretty sexy voice, as we're all aware. So this, <laughs> You'll have yeah. to give me a minute, but I'm sure it'll be worth it once we find it. Find the page. It's quite rude, though, Josh. Are you sure? You might have to fill out a form afterwards. I cannot wait. I'll blush. Oh, oh, my word. Oh, Sarah. What have you found? Go on. It's page 56. What word is it, Josh? What have you found? Oh, my word. We've already built this. Oh. <laughs> you had to read this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, you know what? I did it in one take because I'm like, I'm not bloody doing this twice because yeah. it's so embarrassing. Did you look up towards the producer? No, and he was like mid-twenties. He was basically the same name and age as one of my nephews. And I was like... just He looked like a young Marty Pello. <laughs> <laughs> just you two in a room together and you reading this as he recalls it. <laughs> Yeah, he's so wrong. Should we get Nando's after this? Okay, here we go. He presented his... <laughs> she missed Simon. She missed the sex they used. Sex? Oh, my word. Sarah. But no, that can't be the naughty bit, the word sex. No. No wonder you didn't want your daughters to read this. Go on, Josh. It's fun watching you cringe. She missed the sex they used to have when they moved in together. His hands be on her... Be sexier, Josh. Yeah. But what do you mean? Come on, give it a bit well, of... How did you do it, Sarah. I didn't want to sound like I'm being sarcastic. Right. 
his hands on her as soon as he was through the door from work. A kiss, hello, turning hotter. Him pulling down her knickers roughly, pushing his fingers into her, his long searching fingers. Long. He'd always known just where to touch her. It was these moments she thought of in the shower. Oh, do you know what? It's very well written, Sarah. It is, isn't it? Did it get more raunchy than that? Or is that... How much... Did you get notes on that? Or did they wave that bit through first draft? Go, you've nailed that. They were like, green light that, yeah. babe. For me, though, long searching fingers reminds me of E.T. <laughs> that's what I'm picturing. With the glowy bit yeah. on the end. The glowy bit, that's right. He knows exactly where to hit. Oh, so that was intense to read. Wow. That'd be tough in the audio book. That was incredible, Josh. I will never forget that. Thanks, guys. That was a beautiful moment. If you want that edited into the audio book, then... <laughs> just... I can't work out if that's going to make people want to buy it more or less, Josh, doing it. Just say, no, Josh doesn't do the whole book. No. Um, do you do the voices? Like, did you do different accents? Oh, don't another lesson I learned. So the first one was don't write sex scenes in. And the yeah, second yeah. one was don't have a bloody Scottish person unless you can do a Scottish accent. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I'm at risk of being cancelled by Scotland if I try yeah. and do. Yeah. And then I'm like, can we not just get like Edith Bowman in or something just to come in and do those like yeah, bits yeah. where Sasha speaks? Apparently that's not a thing. So in the end. Well, then they were like, just for the audio book alone, make him not Scottish. But I yeah. think Scots are quite sexy. And you made like... him Jamaican. It was much worse, actually, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, so it's sexy and exotic, isn't it, Scotland? A five-hour drive to Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you do? Well... Did you do a Scottish accent? No, because <laughs> I would get cancelled. Yeah. I mean... Hey, we're mad! <laughs> like, I've only got that extreme version. <laughs> if he's trying to be sexy in the pottery... This is it. Oh, so it was awful. I'm getting like sweaty now <laughs> thinking about it. So I didn't want to change the character where it was from because I just liked having a Scottish character in there. So yeah. luckily he travelled a lot. So he'd worked in LA, Israel, he'd worked everywhere with his oh, yeah. it. So he sounded Mancunian. <laughs> he sounded like a so Mancunian yes, woman. Basically, if you him out of He's kind of like transatlantic, <laughs> weird Bolton, like, oh, it's yeah. terrible. Oh. I'm sure it's amazing Lessons learnt And so Your children haven't read it No Quite rightly Yeah It's a bit saucy isn't it For you Oh yeah I mean So all girls you've got Or boys as well I've got girl boy girl So How old are you 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 two are in like Deep parenting aren't you I'm in deep Rob's in Rob can get his feet on the floor of the swimming pool but he's yes. not comfortable yet yeah, I'd say. seven and five so we're getting there we're nearly Ooh, there and yeah. i'm five and one Ooh. i'm not jaded like you are sarah sure i mean <laughs> to be honest you've got it's lovely when they're little but it's amazing when they're big <laughs> 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 because there is an element of like like yesterday, the middle and the little one had gone to the cinema together and they were going to get home on the tube and stuff and all fine. They just pootle around on the tube now. So on the, on their own, the 12 and 14-year-old? 12 and 14, because they get the tube to school yeah, every day and they can mate about a bit. Eldest one was off out or, or whatever. And me and husband were just chilling and I was like reading and stuff because I'm doing that bookshop. So I'm just constantly reading at the moment. And we were actually reminiscing going, God, remember when the kids were little, when we got an hour like this, yeah. which is totally normal to us now to be in the house by ourselves, 
we were like paralyzed by the possibility yeah. of what we could yeah. do with yeah. an hour of freedom. And you're like, we've got 47 minutes left before they get dropped yeah. out by grandma or whatever. And it was so like amazing to not have the responsibility of little kids. But, and as they get older, you get that so much now that you don't really notice when you've got that free yeah. time. You know, yeah. it's like, it's oh, just wow. lovely when they get bigger and you just hang out with them. You can have a laugh. You can call them a knobhead. <laughs> Yeah. You know, you can't really do that to the face and the little. You could do it behind their back. No. What's the first age when you just called your child a knobhead and thought that was fine? Probably like 11. Yeah, secondary I school. Think. You could knobhead yeah. them off. Yeah. Like, oh, you forgot your PE kit. Oh, you knobhead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you massive knobber. Come here. <laughs> and it's cute and they don't mind. <laughs> I don't F in front of them. You don't F? Yeah, I'm not like. F and Jeffin. Yeah, I'm not F and Jeffin because. My mum said the F word when I got my A-level results and I'll never forget how devastated I was. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, because it was bad? Yeah, I was just like, Mum, she's like, oh, fucking hell, I'm so proud. Oh, I thought she was like, for fuck's sake, that shit, Sarah. Oh, oh, it was good, it was good. What the fuck, yeah, what the doing, fuck is that? What the fuck are those three results? <laughs> well, actually, I think yeah. it shows that she was clearly very surprised that she used such a strong expletive that yeah. I've done all right. Yeah. So I don't use F words. My boy, who's 14, sometimes swears when he's gaming and stuff. Mm. I'd be like, dude, take it down a little bit. What difference have you seen between having a teenage daughter to a teenage boy? Is it different? Do they... So boys, I feel like a bit more are online gaming a bit more, aren't they? Where girls are messaging more. Yeah. The boys are definitely playing more games, I think. With the girls' message, the messaging yes. and the WhatsApp groups and stuff with the teenage girls. Yeah, so it's pretty similar, really, because there's Roblox that my daughter was on a lot mm. and is sometimes still on, and that's where she's on there with her group of mates from school. Yeah, what's the same is I'm. It's lucky both of them have got a really strong group of close mates. So that's really nice. And actually, I hang out with my son more than with my little one. With my little one, I'll have to grab her and make her come and hang out and make her do something with me, like a bit of, you know, baking or going off and doing something. Whereas my son's kind of sweet. I mean, he's 40. He's six foot one, and that's <laughs> wow. the mad thing. Oh, wow. Because I'm like five, eight and a half. And when your child overtakes you, so two of them are taller than me now, my daughter's probably like five, ten. Yeah. And my son is, uh, yeah, six one, no taller than his dad. Yeah. Oh, wow. And it's not there yet, but when they play fight, <laughs> my husband's there a bit like, Jesus, ow! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, and then he has to really get in and do a proper dead arm, you know, because it's getting that, like, yeah. you know, that battle for who's, like, head of the herd kind of thing. Because my son's, you know, he's, he's getting big. He's like, it's so funny, this little gorgeous little pudding that used to just toddle about. He's now just like a geezer. He's a bloke. I'm always grabbing his bare legs, like, look at these legs. Like, this <laughs> I bet he loves that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your mate's all around. His mate's around. You go, look at your legs. Look at his legs. Look how big his legs are. <laughs> Hey, I'll tell you what he brings up all the time. I think it really did damage it was when I bit his bum because he's always like, remember when you bit my bum? And I'm always like, oh, yeah. God, you really remember that? How old was he? <laughs> yeah, 14. Yeah, last week. <laughs> no, he was like five or six or someone yeah. was climbing up onto his top bunk and he was messing about with someone. I just grabbed his bum, took a big bite of his bum. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, ah! Yeah, God. <laughs> The kind of things you do when they're like squidgy little babies and then they get to that age, like, yes. what are you doing? Oh. And then you go, I don't know. 
about. So enjoy that. You're still in that. You're still in that age where you can just squidge him about yeah. and bite him and blow. You can't blow raspberries on a 14 year old's oh. tummy. Oh no! You know, so you enjoy stay well it away all. from that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ivo Graham. And I'm Alex Keeley. We're stand-up comedians who love music. And we'd like to tell you about our new podcast, Gig Pigs. Alex and I have been watching live music together for years, so we've decided to compromise this hobby, and potentially our friendship, by turning it into a project. Every episode, we'll be going to a gig, and then discussing it afterwards with the friends who came along to Third Wheel Us. Asking questions like, did you enjoy the gig? Did you check the setlist in advance? Did you appreciate the artist's mid-song banter? Did this gig profoundly change your relationship with live music? Was the cloakroom queue prohibitively long? We've been to Franz Ferdinand with Rose Matafeo and Emma City, Kendrick Lamar with Phil Wang, and The Cure with Celia AB. And next month, we're going with Ed Gamble to watch Napalm Death. Episodes are out from this Thursday and every Thursday thereafter until attending live music once a week with a different guest becomes logistically impossible. We have no idea how soon that could be, so join us now by going to your preferred podcast platform and searching Gig Pigs. Do you feel emotional when you think about them being small kids? Do you go, oh, I miss that? Or are you too much enjoying the fact that you can sit around reading books? <laughs> well... You know what is really good? You know, at the moment, over the last uh, month or whatever, when your phone keeps chucking up old pictures. Yeah. Um, and it's put together all these albums. It's just yeah. constantly now when I open my phone, there are just little random pics of the kids when they're little. And if anything, that makes me feel a bit like, oh, look, you know, because they were just like... There's a picture of them on the Isle of Wight ferry. So I had uh, the dog that we had at the time with us. And the kids, and the kids, I reckon, are like two, four, and eight. And it's clearly freezing, but they're grinning like they've got the puffer coats with the rugs yeah. up. And I took a picture of them on the rough seas, like just standing near <laughs> the edge there <laughs> on the deck of the ferry. And that popped up. And I was like, it's so cute, you know, because they're just so happy with any, everything's an adventure yeah. at that age. And that's what's kind of lovely. But then equally now, we went to South Africa over back end of Christmas and New Year and stuff. And we went to a botanical garden and they loved it yeah. and they were interested. Whereas yeah. a few years ago, it would have been a bit like, we're tired, can we bring scooters? Oh, it's boring, what are we here for? Yeah. Whereas yeah. now... I want to go to a soft play centre or something. Yeah, soft play yeah. centre in Johannesburg. Finding a cinema in Johannesburg. Oh. Like, okay, let's take them cinema. Let's go and oh watch Trolls God. 2 again. Well, we went on one of our family holidays in Devon. When we were there, the weather was really bad and we were sat in basically a massive industrial unit that was a trampoline park. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, those places. And we, I booked an Ibethan villa for the year after while sitting in that industrial trampoline <laughs> park. So I was like, I'm not doing this again. We had so many holidays like that. And I'm sure you guys are deep in that. Yeah. Me and Lou do that. We go through phases of going, well, the weather's always lovely in the UK in August. Let's just enjoy the UK. And then you do that and go, fuck this, <laughs> it's raining again. Why didn't we just book a holiday? <laughs> like, like never again. <laughs> did you find time for stuff like reading and all that stuff? Or did you find when you were kids suddenly got older, you were like, wow, I can get all my hobbies back. I can do stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I got a horse. That's when I was oh, really? like, right, yeah, they're bigger now. And when I got a... a what age were your kids when you got a horse? Not that I want to get a horse, but my version of the horse. What age am I... What is your version of the horse? A Plymouth season ticket? <laughs> What's my version? Yeah, season ticket, Plymouth Argyle. <laughs> That's Josh's horse. <laughs> no hesitation there, just right away. Yeah, the season yeah. ticket would be the one. It's probably cheaper to buy a player for Plymouth than a horse. <laughs> have a horse. <laughs> I don't think that's very funny, but yeah. 
<laughs> I think the youngest was like nine. Yeah. Oh, for the love of God. Do they ride as well? Well, the eldest can a bit. And then I tried to with the other two a little bit, but they, they weren't massively into it. And I would have been really forcing it. And it was expensive, you know, to take them for lessons and mm. that. If they're not that yeah. into it, then. But, you know, my son can skateboard a bit and my husband used to love skateboarding. So I'm always like, babe, be careful. Because my husband's like, come here, I can show you how to do a bit of that. I used to skateboard 23 years ago. Let's go. Let's get back on the half pipe. <laughs> exactly. He's 47 and he's like, yeah, let me just have a... I'm just like, oh my God, his bones must be so hollow compared to it. <laughs> when he was a teen, please be careful. Uh, but yeah, no, they've all got their stuff that they're into, but I've not forced them into the, into the ride. And do you try and get into their stuff? Are you trying to be cool and down with the kids? Are you offering opinions on TikTok? No, not really. Like the, the one TikTok of mine that did really well was one that my 12-year-old filmed and put up and stuff. Really? Where I dressed up as her. Oh, that oh that one? Yeah, it's cute. Where you dress as your kid. Yeah, that's that little trend where you go... My, you yeah. know, but they put your age as well, don't they? Did she put your age? That's the thing they do. They'll be like, my so-and-so aged dad dressed up as me. <laughs> I always feel like the age is too far. Just say my parents. Yeah. Yeah. We know they're older. We know it's around something between 20 and 40 years older than you are. Just Why do you have to put the exact number? Yeah, I don't know if my age is on there. I mean, it wasn't that different. You know, I don't really try and get into their stuff too much, really. I mean, my husband's funny because my husband's a massive hip hop fan right. and a fan of rap. And so he's thrilled that without any pushing at all, my son is now really, really into hip hop. Oh, that's, that's just the music that he's drawn to and that he loves. It's cute. He can like, you know, they can like enjoy a bit of rap music together because my husband knows all the lyrics. I like rap and hip hop, but some of the words, are like, there's a lot of swearing oh, in it. It's like reading, it's mm. like Sarah Cox doing her audio book sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But they love it because they really like sort of bass and big beats and stuff like that. So they're like, oh, we like this one. Because yeah. I'd like Bassline Junkie by Dizzy Rascalon. And he goes, he goes, play that fucking bass. Put some fucking bass on that. Fuck you, fuck, you, fuck off. And I'm like, okay, good. I'm trying to like dip the volume. Isn't that the one that's like... I don't want no Kenny. Yeah, I don't want them. no Coke yeah. and all that. Yeah, and like the kids are singing along. The other, so listing drugs, saying bitch, fuck off, fuck you, baseline junkie. I don't want smack. Bass is my drug and yeah, all that. Great. I don't know if there are like versions of those songs that you can get. Yes. It seems to be like it always Rob, comes up as don't explicit. Don't be such ones. a square with your, mate, I can't, with, I can't your with your the... Christian versions of hip hop yeah, songs. That baseline junkie song. Have he... you got one that's about loving God? Because <laughs> it could be like Jesus Junkie instead. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Walks by Kanye West. But, um, well, no, on, on Fun Kids UK, which we Fun used to Kids listen UK. to quite a bit, they will have like it's all the pop music, but like Dua Lipa's rules, you know, it'd be like one, don't pick up the phone, you know, I don't call it because I don't care that. But instead of like drunk and oh, alone, it's like, Fun Kids UK. Yeah, ah. so Fun Kids UK is a radio station uh, and they re record. So it sounds so similar. Or they might just re record certain bits of the verse. It's really clever how they do it. Right. And you're like, hang on, that's not right. Because instead of like one, to pick up the phone, is you know, he's only calling because you're drunk and alone or whatever. Right, yeah. And, but instead yeah. it'd be like, you know, he's only calling because, you know, you're playing yo yo alone. <laughs> <All right. laughs> it's really clever. It's really cute. Oh, that's so fun. Do they re record the right. whole vocal or does it just change to? like yeah like I, you know when it's dubbed over so it's really good and then it's like playing yo-yo 
over the top or is it request song. does it work yeah it's really clever they do it. it's really funny we were bang into uh fun kids uk for right. a bit okay <laughs> there we go. i even tried to yeah get a blag on there like a show you can request a song friday nights right so i might ask for baseline junkie by dizzy rascal <laughs> and see what she can do with it this lady <laughs> Bex. I don't want no biscuits. I don't want no crisps. I don't want no Kit-Kats. <laughs> <laughs> have you had to have, like, chats about adult topics with your teenage kids? Of course. And how was yeah. that? Well, when you do the sex chat and the birds and the bees, you've also got to add in sexting and you've got to add in consent. Yeah. And all the big issues, you know, alongside of the you know, to my eldest, obviously, you know, keeping an eye on her drink so she doesn't get a drink spiked, you know, to all the kids about what to do if you get mugged. That might be very much a big city thing. So it's, you know, it goes way beyond the birds and the bees sort of stuff. God, that's... Uh, which is quite heavy, you know. It's... I'm worried that I haven't got the... That's I'm not going to feel comfortable. Is that a kind of thing you are comfortable? When do you ever feel comfortable, though, Josh? I never feel comfortable. <laughs> I feel particularly uncomfortable. <laughs> particularly uncomfortable. Although you read that sex scene, <laughs> you were so up for it. You seem pretty. Yeah. Oh, he loved Maybe that. Maybe I could just read that to her. He's fine with fingering, Sarah. When it comes to fingering, he got a he's niche fine. Anything more than that, he can't deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Your next novel. Give me a shout. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so good if just Josh's voice, if your voice just came in. Just popped <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> For all the rude bits. <laughs> Can you do a Scottish accent? Because we could get Sasha no, back. No, I can't do a Scottish accent, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, no, you'll be fine because by then you'll have been through all the stages of parenting. Yeah. And also at school they get taught a lot of sex education. They're aware of it slightly as well. It's sort of a group effort. It's not just yeah. you corner this sort of innocent kid. So, oh, I've got one question I did need to ask you, Sarah, mm. on parenting, which is mm. there's a parent at my daughter's gymnastics who trades quite a lot on being a good mate of yours. Oh, this is good. Oh, interesting. I'm leaning in. Yeah. And I want to just check if they are good mates with you. Go are you good friends with a man called David Laub? Oh, yeah, I am. Oh, He's my shame. son's godfather. Oh, oh that's a real oh, shame. He came in hot. He came in strong. Just questioned him. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't question him. I'm just like, I just need to double check this. He's yeah. a godfather to your son. Yeah, he's one of Ben's oldest mates. They used to have a bath together. Ask him about that. Really? <laughs> they got put in the bath together when they were little, having sleepovers. They're that close. After 30 from skateboarding. Skateboarding. Uh, you can also use his other name, which is Ravid. Ravid? Because he'd always be the one still going when we're like, Look, it's are. over, yes. Oh. <laughs> it's over. Yeah. It, you know, yeah. stop oh, I'll, now. I'll call him Ravid on Sunday morning. That's why all the parents in the East End, like where you live, Victoria Parkway, want to talk to yeah. each other. They're all old school ravers. They love it. Still up, Rob. <laughs> We're all still up. <laughs> oh, the final question, Sarah. We always ask. It's a two pronged one. Basically, what's the one thing that your partner does, parenting wise, that really winds you up, and you sort of clash with him about? And if he listened back, you go fair enough. And then, what's the other thing that he does that you think, oh, that's why I'm so happy we had kids together. You're an amazing dad. Oh, that's cute. Um, okay, so the first one is he will not let them do anything for themselves like when it comes to because he's in charge of the kitchen and keeping the kitchen nice mainly he will oh uh, no actually that's not a very good one let me have a thing i was just going to say that he just you know he'll take over and i'm like they'll never learn how to do it well he just he just does it for them yeah and i'm a bit like 
Well, I think it's a fair one because yeah, it, like, you say, I just... if you clean up after and you'll be cleaning up after and forever, you'll be going to visit her at uni and then tidying the kitchen. This is it. I'm like, it's yeah. our job to raise them so that when we release them eventually <laughs> into society, they'll be able to like make Asani and be like, you know. So you do talk about them like you're releasing a lion back into the world, like you're never going <laughs> to see them again. <laughs> It's like, once I release them, you know, I'll never see him ever again. I'm born free. Like, we'll I'll yeah, see him again. Come back after 20 we won't years. recognize him, you know, and I'll chase them away. Like, yeah. I'll tell you what he does. My husband's amazing and he's a brilliant, brilliant dad. And he's such a good dad that he doesn't really like being the bad guy. So, what he'll do is he will wind me up so much about something so that I then go and have a go at the kids about it. Oh, and he'll stand oh. behind me going, like, God, she's mad today. I don't know what's got into her. Sorry, kids. You know yeah. what I mean? And my mum's got a good saying about, you know, he'll load the gun and I'll fire it. Oh, yes. Like, he'll get me so wound up. And then he's a bit like, it's not that bad. She did tidy it earlier. And I'm like, what? You've just been texting yeah. me at work. You're like furious. Gets me all head off. Yeah, and then he's the good oh, guy. That is, so That's bad. That is bad. Isn't that a bit of a thing, though? Don't you have that with your other app? So. Never heard of that before no. in any functional relationship I've never heard of that happening <laughs> but no but I've recognised that behaviour in any relationship that's lasted <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And the good thing is, I mean, he's just Mr. Taxi Man. He's really good. Well, I'm like, they can get six buses, two tubes, a train and a hovercraft. They'll be fine. They've grown up. And he'll be like, I'll go and pick them up from... Because my kids go to school in centre of town, their mates are from all over London. Right. So he'll be like, you know, there'll be a birthday party or something and it'll be like, you know, he's got a schlep over to Chelsea or somewhere at like 11 o'clock on a Saturday night. And that can be like an hour drive. Easy. You know what I mean? In London, it's mad, isn't it? Like something that's just around the corner can be a 45-minute drive there, 45-minute back. Yeah, absolute madness. And he'll always do that. He'll always go and pick him up. And he, he's always like, it's my job, isn't it? He's just mega taxi man. <laughs> mega taxi man. Mega taxi man. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Sarah, thank you so much. And good luck with the paperback release. Yeah. Hopefully you get back to number one rather Throne. than second. Yeah, yeah this is the time yeah. Osman's going to be sweating it. Osman's giving you a quote, though. Yeah, he has, bless him. That was nice yeah. of him, wasn't it? It, just, like, it you know, is nice. He didn't realise you were a competitor at that point, and then he gave you a quote. He knows he's got no competitors. He's the lion equivalent of the publishing world. He ain't got no one after him. He's fine. Let's give us his quote, though. Throne is a gloriously big-hearted story about four women who attend their local community centre pottery class, a fresh and insightful take on how change can happen through female friendships, described as so full of humour and heart by Richard Osman. No, the first bit... P.S. I love the fingering bit. <laughs> no, no, his, sorry, his line is so full of humour and heart by Richard Osman. Yeah, that was yeah, more his the... one was yeah. humour and heart. I was going to say, fucking hell, Richard. All right, calm down, mate. He's done a full premise here. <laughs> His quote was, I've got long fingers as well. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my God. Sorry. <laughs> but good luck with the paperback release. Hopefully you get to the top of the charts again, Sarah. And good luck with your show. You're on Radio 2 every day. And obviously the book club review show on BBC Two. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, lovely. Thanks very much. Lovely to chat. Cheers, Sarah. Thanks. Bye. Cheers, mate. Have a good day. Cheers, mate. Sarah Cox. Love Sarah Cox. Radio 2 family, me and her. Yeah, is she in the Radio 2 WhatsApp group with you? Oh, yeah, yeah, we're in there. Uh, people keep leaving it, though, awkwardly. Ken Bruce <laughs> left the conversation. <laughs> well, if there is a Radio 2 presenter WhatsApp group, I'm not in it. Oh, no, Rob. Oh. Well, I don't know if there is. Maybe there is. No, there won't be. I don't think so. The age of some of them, they haven't got WhatsApp. Shall I start one? 
I'll start one with Tony Blackburn and Whispering Bob Harris and work backwards from there. Oh, yeah. Have you gotten Tony Blackburn's number? Can we get Tony Blackburn on this? He must have kids. Yeah, he's brilliant. Should I get him on? Let's get Tony Blackburn. Yeah. He's got a kid. He's got a couple of kids. Oh, that's great. Good. But Sarah's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, we love Sarah. She's brilliant. I love Sarah Cox. Throne is a book which is out now in paperback. And her memoirs as well. I bet that's amazing. I think it's quite interesting that she obviously is pining for loads of animals because of living yeah. on that farm. Yeah. But, um, yeah, brilliant Sarah Cox. Listen to her on the radio, buy a book, watch her show, and we'll be back on Tuesday of another episode. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye. If you are not in the queue and you are waiting, then step to the side. He got in touch. He said, yeah, sorry, mate. You didn't seem like yourself the other day. You've already met me three times. The self-service checkout. I don't care what you're called. I'm not getting tricked into working here. People at festivals in those stupid jester hats. I glanced at a tampon. £2.69 <laughs> for a bottle of water. Why is your Wi-Fi Social code? Social media. Characters the boss starts guiding you. I don't care Boot if you're watching. Boots cut jeans. What's upset you now? I'm Sean Walsh. And I'm Paul McCaffrey. We are the hosts of What's Upset You Now? The UK's angriest podcast. And we are back for Series 5. Booyah! We all love a good moan, don't we? And Sean and I, well, Sean mostly, are two of the best in the absolute business. And every Tuesday and Thursday, we moan about all those little things that really get our goat. We also have guests. What guests have we had, Sean? We have had Romish Ranganathan, Rob Beckett, Mark Lamar, Joe Brand, Catherine Ryan, Tom Allen. 15-minute episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Brand new What's Upset You Now, Series 5, out now. Oh, for God's sake. Soap from the Box is the ultimate behind-the-scenes podcast, and we're back for a bigger and better season four. Amanda Holden. Hello. Hello, love. I used to say to me, you will never hear a roar like, like that ever in your lifetime. Oh, McCartney came over, and he had a, we had a photo with my mum. And my mum going, oh, you're that dirty beetle that used to come to my house. <laughs> I'm TV director Lee Salisbury, and I speak to the biggest stars of some of the biggest shows on television. Craters and explosions going off all over the place. You're walking through it, and you're just going, how have I ended up here? And some pop music legends. Well, that was the most important one there at the end. Rear yes. of the year. <laughs> Thanks, I am here to jingle. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or for the whole show, sign up now free for exclusive content at anotherslice.com slash soap in the box. Yeah.